Coming to you from the Eon Project Studios, overlooking the vast, pristine acreage of Primrose Village. Greetings from this hidden gem of the Blackstone Valley. You're listening to Experts of Nothing with Mike and Jay. Hola, amigo. Oh, Mike is back. I'm back from my... Uh... You had a gastro uh, thing yep, or an intestinal did. thing, didn't you? It worked out. It worked itself out. It did. Yep. And I'm back better than ever. You recoup, recovered. Yep. Ready, uh, ready to go. Did you have to take any stool softeners or anything like you that? You know, there's a myriad of uh, mm. of things that you have at your disposal when you have such a thing. Oh. And uh, I was helped by pharmaceuticals. Did you probe and prod yourself, or or somebody probed you? That's a personal question. Okay. Well, welcome to the EM Project. Yes. Here Hello. we are, back again. Welcome. This is episode fifty five zero. Can you believe it? I can't. Fifty, and that's of the podcast. That's not including the radio show that we used to do. That's correct. So how many how many shows have we done all together? Maybe like a hundred shows. Yeah, yeah, about that or so. That's g- a g- lot of g- shows, give or take. I'm tired of looking at you. Well, well, hey, before we begin, I want to give a quick shout out, if I may. You may. Uh, one of our one of our uh, uh, biggest fans. Mm. Uh, I want to give a shout out. I, you know, he's he's kind of a shy person. Oh, he is. And uh, I, he asked that I don't give his real name. Oh. So I'm just going to refer to him as Mr. Potter. Mr. Potter. Yes. Oh, like like uh, like Colonel Potter from Mash, one of my all time yeah. favorite shows. Colonel Potter, Potter's Field. Did you like Colonel Potter? Pots and Potters and Pans. Did you like Mash? We'll talk about that. Uh, later. I didn't really like Mash. But What's anyway, wrong with you? Mr. Potter's been a big fan of uh, the uh, EM project going back a couple few years ago when we first started the show. He sounds like a crotchety old man living in an apartment someplace. He's pretty crotchety, but uh, over fifty-five community. I will say this: I got to meet Mr. Potter last year. You did? I saw him in person. Is he impressive physically? And um, I, I must say, he has uh, superior genetics. Oh. Uh, he's an Ubermensch, if you will. I th- what does that mean? Uh, it's a German term for the uh, a su- uh, genetic Superman, essentially, oh. who was above the average human. I see. Uh, and I his thought parents, it had something to do with right. I met his parents. They're wonderful, beautiful people. Mm. Uh, I, I come to know and love How them. How old are his parents? Because he sounds like an old man. He's old, and his parents are way older. His parents must be uh, centagenarians. Is it centagenarians? Uh, centa or yeah. octa? No, octa meaning 80. Oh. Septa meaning 90. Are you sure? No. <laughs> So anyway, so Mr. Potter, thank you for your listenership and uh, uh, Godspeed, my friend. Yes. Also, we actually get get a, a, a interesting uh, email the other day. If I if I could just recall, yeah, yeah, that, go for if it. If I may, um, we had a, a couple of uh, really uh, committed fans of the show mm. did a brief parody of the Eon Project. They did and uh, sent it to us, and we have to say uh, kudos. Your your impersonations were were spot on, sir. Uber kudos, as a matter of fact. Uber I, kudos. Uh, I highly enjoyed it. It was really good. It was so good. So, keep with the fan fiction. I'm gonna, you know what? I'm going to change up the email. I'm going to change it up now. Okay. Because uh, we, we've got a, a number of things in the works, uh, but the constant thing is going to be our parent company, which mm. is Hermit Light Media. Yes. So, you can always reach us there. So, our email address, for those of you listening, is theguys, that's T-H-E-G-U-Y-S, at hermitlight.com. The guys. The guys at hermitlight.com. <laughs> Don't we sound nice? So, what's the topic for the day? The topic of the day, if we're going to tease the topic, mm. is going to be, a. Uh, everyone loves movies, right? Love it. Love movies. Everyone loves movies. And what's something else everyone loves? Serial killers. Serial killers. We love them. So today we are going to discuss our top ten Serial killer movies of all time. That's correct. Although it's of all time, it's it, it does it's a it's it's fairly recently. It's not like going back to the twenties. Did they have serial killer movies in the twenties, or it was all silent? So you didn't know when somebody was getting oh. killed. Oh, they would just be like, "I'm, I'm doing a silent scream." You, you ever go back it. and watch uh, Nosferatu? 
the one of the original silent I, films. I believe I did see that once about Dracula. Once upon a time, it was it's very creepy to this day. They made a they made a movie about the making of that movie. They did called Shadow of the with Vampire. Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe. Yeah, he's who a, looks like a vampire. He's a strange dude. We're gonna talk about some strange dudes in film today. Because, That's correct. Uh, the movies that we're gonna discuss have a, a, a cast of characters of wide of wide renown, but many of them are a bit off. Just to uh, to clarify a little bit too, so it's not a. Uh, th- this top ten is not in any particular order. This is a personal top ten. Yeah. So Mike does five, I do five. And yep. they may be um, fictitious serial killers to, uh, relegated to the movies alone. That's correct. Or they may be real serial killers in movie form. Right. Or serial killers who, uh, it's, it's a serial killer movie based on a real killer, but not necessarily that. Or inspired by. Inspired by. That's what I was yes. looking for. Thank so, you. Right. So we're going to discuss the movie. We're going to tell you a little bit about it, why we like it. Uh, and then give the other the other person an opportunity to poo poo on us. That's exactly right. And then right. we're going to give you the opportunity, the listener. If you uh, if you don't agree with our suggestions, if you love our suggestions, or if you have your own suggestions, you can drop us a line at theguys at hermitlight.com. That's theguys mm. at hermitlight.com. You know, I did something recently that has I've been thinking about doing for quite some time. Um, you didn't have the surgery, did you? Well, it's funny that you mentioned that. So I've um, I've been I've been thinking about this for a while. It's taken a lot of courage to finally build up to doing it. I'm and not, I'm I finally su- suddenly uncomfortable. I finally did it this week, oh. and I decided to uh, start the transition. Oh. Oh. Yes, oh, God. and I cut the cord, oh, God. Uh, metaphorically speaking, of course. Oh. And I'm getting rid of cable TV. Whew. Yes, boy, that's a relief. Yes, I thought you were going to say something else. Yeah, so it's it, cable TV has become you're a cord it's convenient because yeah. you bundle everything together. But the problem is, it's becoming increasingly expen- expensive. Very expensive. And before they ha- they were ha- they handcuffed us they they handicapped and us and not in the fun Saturday night way no because we had no other option you had to go with the cable company you do if you That's- wanted TV and internet and all that stuff so wait a minute so you cut your cable so how are you going to watch television now ah so I've been doing a lot of research on this oh, research. and this is why I've cut the cord mm. there's a lot of streaming services available now That's so correct. here's what you do mm. right. Uh, you go. You get yourself one of these. Is this uh, the, the J. Everybody, stand stand by. It's stand the by. J. Stand by. It's the J. Cutting of the cord. One hundred and one. So here's the thing. You still need internet access, right? So yes. you need Wi-Fi in your home. That's so you correct. have to find a Wi-Fi company that is uh, going to uh, service you, uh, and it's going to give you the appropriate uh, resources to get a good Wi-Fi signal. Give you a good rub down. You get yourself an Amazon Fire Stick or something of the sort. They mm. have the Google Chromecast. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think I think Amazon has. So a, you need some sort of interface. With you the, need with an interface the with the with between the internet and the TV. Okay. Once you have this, uh-huh. okay, yep. there are a myriad of online streaming TV services now. Aha! But let me throw and in, fly into your ointment. Oh, you won't. What about live television, like news ah, and sports? I got you covered. What? Okay, go ahead. So here's the thing: several. I won't. I won't name them, but there are several different um, services out there that are, uh, you know, that the general public can can subscribe to. Mm-hmm. They each have different uh, pros and cons. They yep. each have different features. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you have to you have to search through and figure out which is going to work for you. So I I spent the last month doing this. That's a long time. Okay. Because some channels are offered on one service, some are not on the other, and vice versa. Okay, uh, and some that. offer local channels, right? Yeah, like your you know your normal like. If uh, I wanted to watch the local news exactly. and I want to watch the weather, because yes. we're, we're we're expecting a nor'easter. That's right. In the next couple Lots of days, of snow. Lots of snow. So some of them are offered on some of these services, some are not. So mm-hmm. I picked one that had the channels that I wanted, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. had the local channels, 
and provided an overall pleasant viewing yeah, experience. Yeah, but you have to, I have to imagine that it's a little bit more pricey if you're going to include all of those features. Ah, I'm paying. Uh, <laughs> it's sixty five dollars a month okay. for this entire service. Yeah, but you okay? Can, so cable TV right now is costing me almost three hundred dollars a oh, month. Oh, well, that's ridiculous. So that's I'm ridiculous. I'm saving a lots of money. Wow. And I recommend going out and looking at cutting the cord and uh, showing these cable well, companies who's boss, much like the people with the GameStop uh, stocks did. Yeah, well, a couple of years ago, I, I tried to game the system, and what I did was I went and got one of those over-the-air HD antennas, thinking mm. that I was going to be able to get free television. Uh, so I hooked it up to my house, and because I live in the sticks and in the boonies... You got nothing. I got zero channels. <laughs> <laughs> so I wasn't able to do that. But thank you, Jay, for that wonderful crash course on cord cutting. Exactly. Did you ever have to cut an umbilical cord? You have uh, children. I did. I did, too. It's disgusting. I don't want to get too far into the that. The doctor but... made me do it. He shamed me. The, the last one of I was there for all of my children's births, which you know, kudos to me. My wife was there too, unfortunately. Yes, for all of the she births. didn't do much though. No, she just like, kind of laid there. But I had to cut the cord uh, for the last one. I tried to get out of it. He shamed me. He gave me the scissors, and instead of cutting him and running, I ended up doing it. You didn't stab him with the scissors. I did not. No, okay. not that day. Anyway, do you want to delve in? Yeah, let's talk about it. But before we get into the top ten serial killer movies of all times, I want to talk about the recent phenomena of, and I, I, we haven't discussed this, but I wanted to bring this up. What do you think, what's your opinion, of the phenomenon of uh, theatrical movie releases and streaming the same day? You know, you, so, and, the, and the reason I bring it up is because it is organic to the conversation we are going to have today. Yes. So what do you think about that? So like, if, for those of you who, don't, who aren't following, so basically now um, with, with COVID and uh, all the theaters being shut down, what they're doing is the major movie, co- movie companies are releasing films on streaming and in the movie theater at the same time. So like... For instance, um, there was a famous one that recently did that. It was Wonder Woman 84. came out on HBO, and it came out in the theater at the same time. What, what do you think of that phenomenon? Well, I, you know what? Honestly, I think I think in this, in this not only the COVID times, but as time wears on, mm-hmm. companies have to pivot. They have to change direction in order to be uh, relevant and profitable, right? right. So we know that uh, everybody has Netflix. Most people have Netflix now. Yeah. They did so. They they were trendsetters back in the early two thousands, the late nineties, early two thousands, when they had their subscription that's, service. That's what I started. With and it, used yeah. to get DVDs in that's the mail. Right. You would get one DVD in the mail. Exactly. But then all of a sudden they started the tank because people weren't really watching movies on DVD anymore. That's right. So they immediately pivoted to an online service, and now of course they're Correct. who they are today. So I don't hmm. I don't have a problem with it. I think it's well. What do you think of the whole theater going? I, I like movies. You like movies? Don't sure. you like going to the theater? I love the experience. It's like an experience. You like the goobas? You like goobas? No, because you know what. What? Goobers is part of the man's program to keep you down because oh. all movie concessions you are you must be insane mm. if you purchase uh, concessions with the exception of yes. a tasty beverage. Beverage? You what about the d- popcorn? No, you no. gotta have popcorn. No, I don't have to. No, have no, that no. Popcorn. This is ridiculous. You have to have the movie no. theater popcorn with a profit margin of fifteen thousand. It doesn't matter. It yes, doesn't it does matter. matter. You get a big I'm not tub. Sit there and enjoy. You get a tub. You put the salt. A ten dollar. You put the butter on there. Ten dollar. You dip your little popcorn. hand in. You no. get another hand in. No. You get mystery hands in the popcorn. You're throwing it about. You spill it on the floor. You're oh, eating it. You're out oh, of your it's mind. delightful. You're out of your mind, and it's it's a continuation of the man keeping me down. Oh, whatever. But anyway, the reason I asked you was because. There was a serial killer movie that was released low this very weekend. Oh. It was released in the theaters and on HBO Max, okay. which is a, a subscription okay. service that I subscribe to. Okay. And it is called The Little Things, starring Denzel Washington, Rami Malek. I think that's how you say his name. Rami Malek? Rami He's the guy that played uh, Freddie Mercury. Mercury. Yes. Yeah, it's difficult to not see him as Freddie Mercury, but Rami Malek and uh, Jared Leto. 
Now, oh. you haven't seen this movie. No, but I don't like Jared Leto. But I watched it. He's a he's a, he's a cult leader. You know that, right? No. He's like the most pretentious man you have, you'll ever meet. How do you... What do you mean he's a cult leader? Where'd you get that he's from? He's a cult leader. He's a cult leader. Like, what kind of cult? Like a people you cult. Know, you yelling it doesn't make it true. No, a people cult. Like, people come to him and they worship him and stuff. Oh. In, real, in reality. In reality. Yeah, he's weird. Well, he's a pretty good actor. Anyway. And, and you haven't had a chance to watch this movie yet, but I would, I would like to say a, a, a word about the little things. And it's actually... A pretty good film. I like Denzel. I love Denzel. Denzel's one of my favorite actors. I would kiss him. He's a good-looking man. Uh, but you know what? He embraced his old age for this one. He put on like 40 pounds. Oh. He's got the gray hair. Gray hair. Uh, he's still Denzel. He still mm. does the same speech patterns yeah. and stuff, which is pretty cool. But anyway, uh-huh. it's a serial killer movie, but it's not like a serial killer movie that you've that you've seen. It kind of is. It, it, it starts... I'm not going to give anything away. Okay. But it starts going in one direction, and you think you know how it's going to turn out, and then it doesn't turn out that way. Oh. And because of that... People are angry oh. because it doesn't follow the the Hollywood formula. That's what I like about and some of That's these movies exactly that we're right. going to talk about today are like that. That's right. So I wanted to, a brief plug for the little things. If you have HBO, check it out. Uh, if you want to go to a theater and brave the COVID uh, pandemic death cycle, then go. Uh, it's I'd, I'd pay. I'd watch it again. Well, let me ask you this: Is it is it based on reality? It is not. It's not. It's completely it's completely fictitious. fictitious. Okay. Well, the funny thing is that from and I did a little bit of reading. Apparently, it was a book maybe like thirty years ago. And they just turned it into a film. So it's actually set in the 90s. I gotcha. So it's actually pretty cool because it's it's set in the 90s, so there's no cell phones, there's no internet, and they're, it's, they're trying to track down this serial mm, killer I love guy. the 90s. Yeah, the 90s was a good time. All right, so let's let's dive in. All right, you go first. I'll though, go first. Since I just plugged something. Plug it. Plug it all up, baby. All right, so this is actually, this will be my top five serial killers, and Mike's got five, so that totals 10. That totals 10 if you're counting. And now we're going to go back and forth, much like a ping pong match. Mm. Uh, a Chinese ping pong match. What is a Chinese ping pong match? Well, they go they fa- inv- fast the and Chi- furious. Did the Chinese invent ping pong? Uh, Much like fireworks. They did. It was invented by a guy named Ping Pong. Ping, no, it was no. The first ping pong match was a guy named Ping versus a guy named Pong. Exactly. They kept whacking it back. And you forth. didn't let me finish. I'm sorry. Did ping I pong, ding dong, went on to invent that. Ping pong and ding dong. Back in was uh, that his whole name? Twenty seven thousand. They have BC. those. Did they have those? Uh, those stereotypical Chinese hats, like the the straw. They did. You know what? My wife doesn't listen to this show, but before we before we go into any further, we almost got kicked out of Disney World. <laughs> so we were in uh, the Epcot Sorry, Center. Folks. We were in the Epcot Center. Uh, uh, you know that the the World Showcase there that has all the different countries. This is a very short story. So my wife does not drink. She had a margarita in Mexico. By the time we get to China, she was three sheets to the wind. Blasted. And she put on one of those straw Chinese hats and made a funny face, uh, a culturally insensitive face. Oh. And I thought we were going to get booted. That's but, not good. But nobody saw it. So anyway. Because they have actual people from those countries. They working, do. And I felt bad because, the, and they're very nice people, too. Yes. Anyway. All right. First movie we're going to delve into. And we've talked about this movie on a previous not show. Not in any order. Not in any particular order. Okay. No. You, you, guys can, you guys can jot these down as we go along. Serial killer movies. Jot them down as we go along, mm. okay? And you can rate them yourself at the very end. I will. You will? I will. Okay. And we've talked about this one before. Okay. Um, but I'm going to mention it again because I love it. It's great. And it has it's based slightly in reality. Oh. Okay? And it's called The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Ooh, that's a serial killer movie and a half. Absolutely. It's very disturbing. Okay? And I'm talking about the original one. The one from 1974? 1974, directed by the great Toby Hooper. Toby. Um, and is it, it T-O-B-E or T-O-B-Y? It's T-O-B-E. That's what I fact. thought. It's all weird. He shouldn't do that. Why do people play with names? It's supposed to be T-O-B-Y. Because he's a serial killer uh, movie he, maker guy. Anyway, go ahead. So, believe it or not, just a couple interesting notes to this movie. So, mm. the the max budget of this film was $120,000. Not very much. Not much at all. Nope. Uh, especially in 1974. It's like movie. your bourbon budget for the year. 
Yeah, you see the shelf I got over here. I do see the bourbon. The bourbon shelf at the Eon Project Studios is 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 a, a cornucopia of. Whiskeys. I have so many bourbons. I'm giving them away. Giving away as it's a free Eon Project giveaway. If you know where the Eon Project Studios are, you can get email a free me at the Eon Project at yahoo.com. No, no, we're using the other one now. We're using the guys. Or either one. At Hermit Light. And I'll get you some bourbon. The guys at hermitlight.com. Anyway, it grossed $30 million. So that's a pretty good profit margin. But anyway, so obviously there's been many sequels, spinoffs, reboots, all kinds of things in, of that sort. Mm. Uh, but it basically, it, it deals with the, uh, the the main villain of the sh- of the movie is a guy called Leatherface. Is that his name in the movie? Do you want to hear a confession? Yeah. I've never watched that movie. <gasps> never seen it once. Never not once. Go home and do it. I don't want to watch it. Do it. It looks gross. Get dressed up in your wife's pantyhose and wear oh, and watch How do you it. know I don't do that anyway? Well, I know you do. So basically, it's a, a story of a group of youths who go on a, a road trip. and uh, they, That's how they all start. Yeah, they go on a road trip. They're looking for different things, adventures. What are they looking for? Uh, they, you know, they, they, they the go, meaning of life. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I don't want to give too much away if people haven't seen it. it it's been out for 40 years. I think you're all right. 40, well, you 40, haven't seen 45 it. 45 years, but I'm not going to so. watch it at this point. <laughs> so anyway, they encounter a homicidal maniac called Leatherface. Oh. He's, he's wielding a chainsaw. Let me guess. He has something to do with his complexion. That's why they call him Leatherface. Well, he's wearing a skin mask oh, of his victims. I see. So he makes a mask out of skin. Okay. And he puts it over his face. Hmm. Uh, and he wears like an apron, like a butcher's apron, if I you will. I see, I see. And they end up in this ha- this house and there's like bodies around and mm. he's, Leatherface is chasing them around. But is it just Leatherface or does he have compatriots? Well, there are people that help him. They assist him. Oh. Um, he, has, he has acolytes. But the main thing is the, why, the reason it ties into this uh, serial killer episode mm-hmm. is because it's loosely based on the Ed Gein uh, situation. Oh, yeah. You know Ed Gein? I know Ed Gein. The, from the, the listeners might not know The Wisconsin, the great Wisconsin. Uh, well, he's not great. You can't really call him a serial killer because I think, I believe, if my memory serves me correctly, they had a hard time pinning actual murders on him. I think, I think they did like one or two. He was doing like grave robberies yes. and uh, he would take these dead bodies to his home and do various experiments on them. He would them. do things to them. He would make suits of, of skin, mm-hmm. which is where they got the Leatherface idea from. Now, just this just this brief moment that you've been discussing this, I can think of a few other movies that have elements of this exact story in them. Sure. And uh, it sounds like they've been... Uh, taking from it, but so then this one started. Would you say that this is one of the first slasher movies of all time? I, I would, uh, I would, I would say yeah. Nineteen seventy four, sure. Uh, because Halloween came out in seventy five, I believe. Uh, seventy eight or nine. Oh, I maybe think. I'm wrong. Maybe yeah, it is yeah. seventy eight. Seventy eight or nine, I think. Towards With the late seventies, a young uh, Jamie Lee Curtis who oh. was quite nubile oh. back in the day. Nice bosoms. Hello. <laughs> She's not listening to the show. Uh, probably not. So, you know, with, with the funny thing about Texas Chainsaw Massacre, although I've never seen it, is that uh, there was some, uh, and this continues to this day, is that people, I believe when, during the marketing for the film, they said based on a true story. So people are convinced that yes. this actually happened in Texas. That this, the, Correct. The, okay. So they, they capitalized on aspects of the story. Because I, I think if you just add a little bit of fact Mm-hmm. Or, or a little an element of a real story into your movie or right, book, right. you can say that, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of like the Amityville thing. Yes, we sort. talked about the Amityville. Yes. So, oh, okay, that's a good. That's story. my number five. I Solid guess. Solid entry. Sure. Although I haven't seen it. Go for it. Should I go now? Yep. My first selection goes uh, comes didn't go comes from the year two thousand and two. Ooh. The movie entitled Red Dragon. Have you ever seen it? Oh, is that a Hannibal Lecter movie? Yes. It's actually number three in the Hannibal the Cannibal series, ah. made famous by the 1991 classic Silence of the Lambs. But chronologically, it's actually number one in the... It's like a prequel. That's correct. It's ah. a prequel. Which usually, I'm not very smart, so prequels tend to uh, confuse and befuddle me. Correct. But this one made some sense. 
So it actually stars. Well, they, they were from a book by a guy named Thomas Harris, who wrote all the who wrote who created the Hannibal the Cannibal character. Gotcha. Made a bunch of movies. Uh, made a bunch of books. They made movies out of it. But in Red Dragon, we follow the exploits of retired FBI agent Will Graham. Yes. And played by Ed Norton, who right? Who was played by Ed Norton, oh. right? Who actually had dealings. I'm not going to give away the movie. Somebody once said, I look like Ed Norton. No. Like I'm his doppelganger. No. No? No. You don't think so? No. You do especially, not look like Ed Especially Norton. in American History X, because he's all jacked. You don't look like Ed And Norton. I'm pretty jacked. You don't look like Ed Norton, though. Oh. Okay. You do get bigger. <laughs> but anyway, so in this movie, uh, it, it, it follows Ed Norton's FBI character as he's trailing a, a serial killer known as the Tooth Fairy. Ooh. Which, that's creepy. Tooth Fairy. Who's killing whole families. Anyway, what makes this movie scary to me is the performance of Ralph Fiennes. You know who Ralph Fiennes is? Yes. Ralph Fiennes is a fine actor. <laughs> I just see what uh, I did there. Anyway, so Ralph Fiennes is a good actor. He's menacing looking anyways, but in this movie, uh, he's completely nuts. He looks nuts. He's got like this weird, it looks like he had like a cleft palate surgery mm. on his face. Yes. He's got like that scar. And again, I think what made it made it scary to me was it's, Delves into the personal life of the of the serial killer, not just the crimes. I think right, a right. lot of movies, you know, you have the one dimensional killer. He kills a bunch of people, and then he, he gets killed at the end. The good guy wins. But in this movie, they delve into why he became what he became. Ah. Uh, you know, the making of a, a killer. Yes. To me, that's scarier because yes. you look at it and you go, "Well, oh, that could happen to somebody." Exactly. So anyway, so it's most fascinating and scary uh, to see what how people are, uh, how they are at home when they're not pretending. Do you pretend when you're in public? Oh, all the time. Sure you do. All the time. Everybody does. Whenever you have to make small talk with people. I don't like anybody. I don't like it. I don't want to talk to you. No, it's awkward. I try to be nice. You try. But they don't like me either. You try. You know, I try to, old lady drops something, do you pick it up? Sure, or you go to try to help pick her up. Do I really care? Nah. Not really. Well, you you, you do what you can, you know? I'm I'm hoping God's watching and he's writing all this down, because I'm going to need some help. (laughs) Anyway, that was my movie, Red Dragon. Red Dragon. Okay. Um... Do we need, do we need a, a buffer, or are you going to go right into the No, next no. So, actually, real quick. Do um, you remember a few... What was it? Last episode, we talked about chili. Yes. And soups. Soups and, and chilies, and yes. I got some good feedback on our chili soup stew discussion. We, we did. And, you know, something uh, I thought of after we had that discussion. Hmm. You know something that I'm obsessed with now, and I love? No. It's probably not healthy for me, but I love it. What is that? Chili Mac. No. You ever had chili mac? No, there's no way I would Do you know that. what chili mac I, is? I know what it is. What is it? Isn't it mac and cheese with chili in it? Yes. I'm not eating that. But you have to make it a certain way. I don't like mac and cheese. You have to have chili. You know why I don't like mac and cheese? Well, I'm not seven. No, 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 no. That's why. But you have to do the more sophisticated mac and cheese, like the Velveeta. <laughs> Velveeta's more sophisticated. Shells and cheese. You know what's disturbing about Velveeta? What? It's shelf stable. It doesn't need to be refrigerated. It doesn't. That's the beauty of it. So it's not even cheese. No, it's it's a it's cheese. A food stuff. It's a cheese-ish thing. It's cheese-esque. <laughs> but wow. no, you take one part chili, one part ma- uh, uh, shells and cheese, no. mix it together. Oh my god! I can it's hear got all the arteries hardening. It's got all the food groups that. you need. It's really not a good. Thing. It's filling. It's sustaining. I'm sure it's filling. I'm sure it's filling. Ah, oh, so good. Give it a try. I'm not eating chili mac. Chili mac. No. Yep. You're up. Your all right. Turn. So number t- number four on my list. Not oh, number yeah. two because I'm going in reverse order. You do number two. Number two. Number two. American Psycho. Do you remember this movie? I do remember American Psycho. It came out in the year 2000. It did. The millennium year. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was actually, it was directed by a female. Her name was Mary Harron. Oh. You know Mary? I don't know her, no. Query, Mary, Mary, quite contrary. No, but I do. I have seen that movie. You have seen it? I have. Okay. Uh, 
that movie was had a budget at seven million. It made about thirty nine million, so it had a, it was profitable. Was that one of Christian Bale's first films? Uh, not one of his first films. Okay, it was a one of his first mainstream films. Did you know um, Christian Bale's first film was Empire of the Sun? Yeah, he was a little kid, right? He was a little kid in that movie. You know how? Actually, I know- I'm sorry, Newsies. Oh, he Newsies. was in Newsies, the musical. You want to hear Before a funny? That. Want to hear a funny story about Empire of the Sun? Yes. Do you remember back in the day when they had the VHS Movie Club? Of course. And if you didn't send in the response card by a certain date, you got charged, and they sent you the movie anyways. Yes. They sent that to my father, and he lost his mind, and we were <laughs> stuck with Empire of the Sun, and no one ever watched it. It, 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 it was like one of those multiple yes. DV, uh, multiple DV, multiple VHS VHS tapes, and it was like this big brick. And my father hated it. And he's like, Empire of the Sun, it will never see the light of day. And he threw it into the bottom of a drawer or something. That's ironic. It's probably still there. That's like the Columbia House BFG scam. Same thing. Crazy. Except my father paid his bills, not me. So <laughs> so anyway, American Psycho uh, basically follows the exploits of a very privileged. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, we, and you know, it's funny because we talked about this one time before when we were uh, talking about um, rich people and famous people. Yes. And when they go off the deep end. Yes. Right? So some of them start out not rich and famous. They're kind of normal, and then as they become more rich and famous... Well, isn't there a certain... I think we discussed this before, too. Isn't there a certain point where yes. you reach so much wealth that you just wealth don't fame. live... You don't live in the same world normal as anymore. everyone else, like Tom Brady. Exactly. Tom Brady doesn't live in the same world the rest there's of the There's a... Uh, uh, what do they call that? Uh, a, 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 this, there's an epicenter... No, no, no. What's the crossing point where you cross from one... Uh, Delineation? No. That's not uh, the word Point I'm of no return? Of. Well... I don't know. Anyway. You know what I mean. <laughs> Demarcation? So anyway, all of these are applicable. Pick one. So the American Psycho movie, uh, uh, it it follows the exploits of a privileged, rich. Uh, He's a yuppie. Yuppie man. What is a yuppie? What does that even mean? Well, you're kind of a yuppie. I am not. You're not. No. Oh. I think that yuppie means like you have to be preppy. I'm not preppy. You're not. No. Am I wearing a colored shirt? Well, you're not right now. I don't normally. You're not wearing anything. No. Except that pasty. It's kind of cold in here. Junk. Anyway, so he goes around doing all kinds of crazy things. He's killing people. He's having sexual escapades. Ooh. And it's Christian Bale, and he's like, he plays a great crazy person. And Jared Leto's in it. He, he is? <laughs> yes. I don't remember that. He is. Jared, I haven't seen it in Jared, quite some time. Jared Leto is in it. He is. Yeah. Does he play a crazy? Oh, he, he's that's the guy. Right. He's the guy. The he's focus, in the office, the business guy. He's the guy. focus of his anger. Correct. Jared Leto. Gotcha. Made another appearance today. Yes. But there was one part that was particularly interesting to me mm-hmm. where uh, the Christian Bale character was, uh, he was having a uh, infograte delecto with a uh, mm. female uh, person. Yes. And he was um, doing his backdoor action, if you will. Uh-huh. And he was uh, doing his thing, and he was flexing in the mirror at the same time. You do that. Because he was, like, jacked, and he's, like, making a, the, the biceps. I've heard. And jacking himself in yeah. more ways than one. <laughs> Whoa. It's a family show. <laughs> and uh, I found that to be uh, quite entertaining. I think I saw that in the theater, to be honest. You did. And that's not based on any real character in particular. Plus, well, you want to hear interesting you know, yeah, go ahead. about that movie? Sure. I know a lot of superfluous information. There was actually some controversy about that. It was a it was originally a book by a man named Brett Easton Ellis, Ooh. who was a uh, who wrote the book American Psycho. Yep. And some of the a, a lot of the more gross parts of the book didn't make it into the film because they were too gross. They were talking about cannibalism and necrophilia and things like that. Sure. And some of the crimes in the book paralleled crimes in real life, so they thought Brett Easton Ellis might actually be a serial killer. Uh-huh. And so the police briefly looked into him to see if he was a killer. The other interesting aspect of the movie, as far as the filmmaking is concerned, it was kind of satirical in nature. Yes. Right? There was a lot of laughs, mm-hmm. lots of blood. I think there was some Huey Lewis uh, music yeah, in there as he well. He gets ready to kill somebody while he's listening to Huey Lewis in the yes. news. And yes. he's talking about them and how 
how complex their music was. and So I, I get to, uh, just a quick side to that, I get to meet Huey Lewis one time. You did? In, a, in an unofficial capacity. Wow. Well, it was official, unofficial. Did he have like the feathered hair? No, so this was maybe within the past couple, two, three years ago. Oh. He was doing a concert at a local venue here. Ooh. And uh, I was standing off to the side of the stage. Nice. And uh, there was a lady, um, unfortunately a handicapped lady in a wheelchair, uh-huh. who was also off to the side of the stage. And he, he paid attention to you he, and not the handicapped and, lady? No, he was doing his thing and he, and he spotted her. Well, you look handicapped. And he grabbed a pick from the guitar player. Mm-hmm. And he came down and he walked down the end of the down the ramp on the side of the stage and he handed it to the to her. How did the guitar player play without without a pick? Well, they have many in pick. Oh, they many do. a pick. I thought you had one pick. And no, you lost it. You have to stop. Oh, the show. no, no, no. You have no. to stop the show. You See can't them? have one pick. Oh. No, you lose your picks. You throw them into the what audience. Do you do with the, what do they do? They have them in their pockets. Oh no, they they put them on the mic stand. What on the on the microphone? So stand. like Slash, right? He yep. has multiple picks. Picks everywhere, flying around everywhere. And if he, I'm sure that a guitar player of that caliber could just reach his hand out. And someone would hand them. Yes, pick. multiple picks, multiple guitars as well. Multiple guitars. Yes, they don't use the same guitar. No. Nope. Why not? Well, they have different tunings. If you're in the middle of a performance, you break a string. Your mm. your your guitar tech will run out with another guitar and he'll switch it out quick. Let me ask you a question. Yes. Can the guitar tech play the guitar as yes. well? Yes. Yes. So they have to be an accomplished guitar player. Yes. For the in most order part, to be a guitar yeah, tech, most of them do. So that I couldn't be a guitar. Here's player. an interesting guitar tech story. Mm. You ready for this? I am. Okay, so you've heard of the band Tool. I have heard of Tool. Maynard James Keenan. Tool. <clears throat> you heard of the band A Perfect Circle? Yes. Okay, so the origins of A Perfect Circle are guitar well, tech related. It's, it's the same singer, right? Well, Maynard is the singer. Right. So Maynard, his guitar, or, or Adam Jones, the guitar tech in the band Tool was a guy named Billy Howardale. Mm-hmm. Okay. Billy Howardale and Maynard James Keenan were roommates back in the day. Okay, so they become very close friends. I bet a lot of weird stuff because he's a weird dude. A lot of weird, strange That's shenanigans some, were going on. Pseudosexual. So Billy Howardale had these songs. He's a guitar, very, very good guitar player, very accomplished, as you said, mm-hmm. but also a guitar tech. But he decided, hey, listen, let's, uh, hey Maynard, let's mess around with some songs, see what happens. Uh, they never really took it seriously, but they started a perfect circle from that. Uh. So the Tool guitar tech Billy Howardale is the guitar player and the founding member of A Perfect Circle with Maynard James Keenan. I see. That's how those bands originated. Interesting. Yes. I did not know that. All right. So go into your next movie. Oh, I'm on. I'm on. I'm one, one more, and then there, we'll get into the halftime show. You didn't hear this because of the magic of editing, but uh, within the last 30 seconds, I was almost decapitated when Jay tried to leap over the uh, microphone cord to use the facilities and almost took my head right off. You're not supposed to tell them the magic of well, they uh, don't podcasting. Know, but now they know. Okay. My next movie. From the year of our Lord, 1994, oh, that's comes a good year. the Oliver Stone classic, Natural Born Killers. Ah. Yes. So this this gem of a mess of weird-isms uh, and creepiness <laughs> makes the list for a number of different reasons. First, the synopsis. It's the story of a man and a woman team of serial killers that travel around this great land of ours, leaving swaths of bodies. I like the word swaths. Ooh. Swaths of bodies in their wake. Kind of like a gross yeah. Bonnie and Clyde. Uh, it was a very controversial movie when it came out due to the crap, the, gr- the graphic nature of the scenes and Oliver Stone's weird style. Do you remember the movie? You've yeah. seen it, right? Well, we saw it in the theater, you and I. I did not remember that. Yeah, we did. Really? Yep. Anyway, disjointed editing, weird splices, uh, misplaced laugh tracks. Mm. Uh, there was all sorts of weird stuff that was going on. And uh, there was a, a, a very disturbing uh, cameo by Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> uh, and he played like a incestuous dad. Yes. And... and 
watching Natural Born Killers was really creep a creepy experience. You feel dirty when you watched oh, it. Oh yeah. Like you really didn't know what was happening, and it was it went from black and white to color and back and forth again, and it was really it was like he was on acid when he so directed this movie. If you're watching, we watched the movie in the theater, and it was like you were on acid. Can you imagine if you were on acid? No, and that's why if you were on acid, would it make it normal? Maybe, maybe it'd be oh. a, a seamless transition oh, movie if you're gotcha. on if you're on ayahuasca Ugh. or something along those lines, but. Um, I wasn't sure. Demon faces keep popping up in the movie. Yes. I haven't seen it in a number of years, uh, but it, it's... I don't know if I would recommend watching it. I, the reason I put it on the list is because it was influential uh, movie making, and it was about serial killers. Right. And it made you feel creepy, and I guess that's the goal of... of yeah, it was, I mean, it was Bonnie, Bonnie and Clyde on steroids and shrooms, essentially. Yeah, and you know what the most disturbing question that I don't have answered, even to this day, is Juliette Lewis good-looking or not? That's one of those questions. You don't know. You don't know. Sometimes you're like... Yeah. Sometimes you're like, so no. Two movies that I thought she was okay in was uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Oh yes, but that was she was normal. She, she was like a teenager. A, back yeah, then. and the other one was um, Cape Fear with Robert De Niro again when she was very young. And it was a very erotic scene where she oh. Robert De Niro thrusts his thumb <gasps> into her mouth. Whoa! And she performs some sort of strange sucking on, on act his on it. Thumb. Yes. Interesting. I don't remember that movie. I, I kind of like that part. Robert De Niro is a big jerk. But that was a great remake of an of a classic movie, by the way, Cape Fear. Cape Fear was a remake of a, a was it yeah it was an old timey black Correct. and white movie. Yes, but anyway, so we don't know if Juliet Lewis is good looking or not. That was the, my big takeaway of that movie. American Psycho, or no no, no I'm Natural sorry, Born uh, Natural Born Killers. Yes, all right, good. So moving on. All right, you want to get back? In, you want to get into the halftime program? Let's do the halftime show. We're not even going to break. We're going to go right into it. Do it. Mike doesn't even know what's happening. I have right no now. idea what's happening. So I asked Mike. I, I tasked Mike with coming up with five um, mundane sentences, everyday sentences, such as. Hey, Fred, I went and picked up the mail today. Something like that. Right. And the premise behind this um, behind this bit is this. So everyone has cell phones nowadays. You have a smartphone, you have Android, you have the iPhones, you have all this stuff. And a lot of people run into the issue of, and I run into it uh, a lot, and I get very frustrated and I get very angry. Because mm. you know, normally I don't get angry, right? I don't get mad. That's not true. I have a very, um, a very yeah, patient person. No, these are all... Untrue statements. When you're texting on your phone, texting or emailing on your phone, and there's a thing called autocorrect. Autocorrect. And it autocorrects your words. It presumes what you're trying to say, mm-hmm. and it jumps into your mind and tries to pretend it knows what you're doing. Does and then, it follow along some sort of algorithm that says, I have no usually idea. when people say this, this comes next? I don't know. That's probably but whatever right. it does, it does, at least on my phone anyway, it makes zero sense, mm-hmm. and it pisses me off because sometimes it, it adds in words and completes words that I have that are the complete opposite of what I want to enter. Okay, so what does that have to do with today's show? So today's show is a bit called autocorrect reject. Okay. okay? That sounds And so Mike's mundane sentences is going to hand them to me. I am. And as he hands them to me, I'm going to uh, go ahead and hand them to me. Hand them over. Okay, they're right there. Shuffle on the, the papers. Down there on the bottom. Okay. Here come the papers over the to papers me. Papers were handed over. There's uh, one, two, three. And there's one in the back. There's, there. four, there's five sentences here. Mm-hmm. What I'm going to do is I'm going to read the normal sentence. <laughs> then I'm going to try to type it into my phone with autocorrect reject. Okay. And then I'm going to read what comes out. Okay. okay? This should be exciting. All right. Hold on. Through one the second. magic of editing. All right. So the very first sentence Mike gives me. <laughs> It says these might even be funnier. They than, are funnier than what you're gonna come okay. up with. It says Reginald danced erotically to the flute music. All right, <laughs> so I'm gonna try to type in Reginald. Reginald. Okay, Reginald. All right, so it didn't it didn't correct that word, so it didn't try to uh, uh, assume. 
Okay, I'm gonna click that. Okay, just assumed another word. This is riveting. Oh, okay, I'm gonna. I'm trying to type in erotically. We might not get through all five of these. I don't think we are. Okay. People are tuning off in record numbers. Okay. Oh, oh, we got that one. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Two. Okay. Oh, I'm clicking on the words that it's recommending to me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm clicking. I'm just clicking on them f feverishly. Okay. Yes. Okay. Okay. Let's try this. Okay, here we go. So it was originally Reginald danced erotically to the flute music. Nope. Now it reads Reginald danced erotically to be with me as bad as normal <laughs> as possible flute player. <laughs> wow. Okay. That's pretty good. All right. So do one more. All right. Do one more. All right. We'll do one more. Let me uh, let me discard that one. Okay. The next one is. Well, this is this is similar to the last one. No, well, then don't skip that one. Do another one. Okay. The cat ate the old woman. Yeah. All right. There you go. So the the is going to go in first, obviously. Uh, oh, oh, okay. Just assume the word. <laughs> oh, my God. It's assuming. <laughs> okay. I'm going to put the first letter in. Oh, not good. Okay. The cat ate the old woman. That's the sentence. The cat ate the old woman. All right. Let me see. I can't get the word ate in there. Oh, there it goes. All right, uh, I'm gonna put the, uh, the old, old. Oh no, it's jumping around. Okay, let me try one more. Uh, woman. Let's try to get woman in. Oh, we're, nope. <laughs> oh, oh, this didn't work at all. All right, so Maybe we shouldn't do that one. Nope, nope. This is fine. This is the point. This is the exact point of this bit. Okay. The cat ate the old woman. My phone came up with, the hell cat and dog food ate old are you doing when you say it dance workshop in my midst? <laughs> wow. Yes. Autocorrect work, autocorrect, what we, what autocorrect we reject. I need my notes back. Yeah, sorry. So clearly, uh, computers, uh, what, what do they say? What do they say? What is the first thing? See if Mike remembers this. I don't know. Little adage. The f when we took uh, your very first computer class back in elementary school. Basic. Basic. I have to learn basic, yeah. What was the first thing that the computer teacher slash English slash math slash science teacher told you when you're entering data into a computer? Whatever you put in is what's going to come out. Garbage in, garbage out, that, right? Essentially, yeah. Yes. Same thing. So that, that actually happens and continues to this day, even in modern technology. Do you remember, like, we used to learn on the Apple IIe computers yes. with the green screen? Yep. And, like, you would work all afternoon, and you would get it to, like, draw a line. Correct. And you go, yeah! Oh, I got a line I going. drew a line! Yeah, baby! Ten print, whatever. <laughs> Ten print. If then. <laughs> I still have old floppies from that. Floppy? Well, you have many floppies. But... Well, floppy. All right, whose turn is it? It's my I said natural born killers. It's your oh, turn. Oh, it's my turn. Yep. All right. So where are we going next? Uh, it's up to you. So uh, yep. what are we on? Number f It doesn't matter. How many? All right. So I'm on? on my third uh, pick. Yep. Number three. Number three. This is a movie. Um, and it's. Uh, I'll get right into the title. It's called From Hell. From Hell. From Hell. Mm. Coming to you from 2001. Directed by the Hughes Brothers. From Hell. How'd that sound? Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Just five bucks. So From Hell is loosely based on the Jack the Ripper uh, story. How's it loosely based? Yeah, it I a, mean, isn't it about Jack the Ripper? Uh, well, I, I say loosely based in the sense that um, Heather Graham is in this movie. Oh, another one that I don't know if she's good looking or not. And she's very attractive. Heather Graham. Sometimes not so much. She's. I don't. I'm not big on the uh, the gingers. 
Is she a ginger? But I she, she was blonde. No, no, no. She's a ginger, and she's no. a, she's an attractive ginger. She does not look like a Whitechapel whore, no. if you will. And, no, and well, I say whore in the most most respectful <laughs> way. Yeah, because as we all know, Jack the Ripper's victims were prostitutes in the East End of London. That's correct. And so they were not very attractive. So From Hell is 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 it came out in two thousand one, directed by the Hughes brothers. The Hughes brothers. Yeah, is that like the Coen brothers. But they, they tag team the discount model, and uh, it was a thirty five million dollar budget, and they and they made about seventy five million dollars. So not they bad. did okay. Not bad. But it starred the great Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp, another weirdo. Who I don't like. Classic. You don't like Johnny Depp? He makes a lot of good movies, but he buys into his own pretentiousness. Yes, he develops uh, weird accents that he is not supposed to have. Yes. Uh, he had a wine habit. Although, wasn't he recently framed for uh, domestic abuse, and it turns out he didn't actually do well, it? I don't know if he was framed, but they were allegations. Yeah, but I think she made them up. So, apparently, the the From Hell movie, which I enjoyed, I watched it in the theater as well, because I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I enjoy uh, the Jack the Ripper You're story. You're a Ripperologist. It's intriguing. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say I'm a Ripperologist, but I have a few books, and I, I've uh, found it interesting over the course of time. It is an interesting case. Um, so, this is, this is basically Johnny Depp's foray into the... Um, life and times of Jack the Ripper in terms of the investigation is concerned. Now, doesn't Johnny Depp, and please correct me if I'm wrong, because this is your movie, doesn't he play an actual real-life character? There was a real inspector oh, yes. by the name of uh, yeah, exactly. whatever the hell his name is in the movie. Right. He plays a real-life a real life guy. Yeah, and so, you know, a lot of the movies base their, uh, you know, their storylines around the actual events that occurred. Right. Right. So, but, you know, like with any Hollywood uh, production, you know, they add... You know, flourishes and things and of that sort. Ruffles the, and flourishes. But for the most part, it, it maintains the original story, right? Mm-hmm. The amount of women that were killed, how they were killed, some of the clues and the the famous clues that were left behind. By Doesn't it also though delve into some of the more uh, outlandish theories behind the crimes and and conspiracies and things of that sort? Yeah, and if I'm not mistaken, and I haven't seen this movie in quite some time, but I, I think I, I think it delves into. Drug use it as does. well, right? Yes. Opium Johnny Depp and things is of that sort. To opium, that's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it also delves into like the Masonic conspiracy involving, um, you know, the, the some of the members of the royal family. Exactly. And all this crap. And yeah. So, and that's the thing. The the you know Jack the Ripper movies have never been officially solved. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been several, excuse me, several uh, theories. Yep. Several suspects that have been identified. The one, the royal connection, has been. I'm getting the heaves again. What are you doing with the heaves all I'm the time? The heaves, with the I'm getting heaves. the heaves. Why do you do that? I had a um, uh, I had a deli Did you have chili mac before the no, show. No, no chili mac, but a deli sliced ham and oh. mustard, spicy coming, mustard sandwich. Back. I can see it's causing consternation and uh, it's you know, ca- causing some distress. One of the fun. And I don't know if you remember this. This is this is kind of delving into the uh, the dustbin of history. But back in the '80s, there was a it was a television special yes. by uh, hosted by Peter Ustinov, yes. who was a who was also played Hercule Poirot, the uh, famous Belgian right. Agatha Christie detective. And he, he assembled a panel of experts yep. to try to determine the identity of Jack the Ripper. And I must have watched that thing a hundred times. Do you remember who they concluded it was? They, it was a guy named Aaron Kosminski, Kosminski who was a, a, a Polish, Polish immigrant. immigrant. That's yes, correct. Who, who they pinned it on because of uh, mental illness and because. There were some circumstances surrounding the crimes that made it possible for him to do it, and right. vice versa, all the other people. So, anyway, the point is, if you can find that document, I forget what it's called. It's called like the Hunt for Jack the Ripper. Yes, it was really good. It was good. It was it was well executed. And one of the famous one of the people that was on the panel was a retired FBI agent by the name of John Douglas, who wrote some of the early uh, criminal profiler books. That's correct. About he was characters. an early profiler. He Actually, was the Mind Hunters uh, TV That's show, correct. I believe, yes. is loosely based on that. Well, he wrote a book called Mindhunter. But anyway, yeah, yes. so the, that show, too, I thought was real life, but it's not. It's, it's, it, it takes a lot of liberties with, of the, course. with the truth. But of anyway, course. 
Uh, so getting back to From Hell. Yeah, no. So, uh, you know, it, once again, entertaining, but yet not only is it entertaining, but it brings you and gets your mind going into the into reality about mm-hmm. the, wanting to learn about Jack the Ripper. If you don't know much about him and you've never really read about it, True. you see the movie, the motion picture, and then maybe it may spawn your uh, interest in that particular topic. Mm-hmm. So check it out, man. From Hell. Yes. You know where that comes from, right? What? That, that term. Well, he wrote hell. it in one of his letters. One of the Jack the Ripper letters. That's said, correct. It was postmarked from hell. Correct. Yes. yes. Interesting. So we're going to move on to the next movie in my list, which is number three on Ooh. my list. Number which is three. actually number six if you're following. In French, that's très. These numbers don't mean anything. Hopefully no one's paying attention to the numbers. Okay. But anyway, this is the only movie on my list that is that is actually a true story. Oh. That is based on actual events. <clears> and it's going to go back to 1995. And we're going to go from the east end of London to... The uh, stark realities of the Soviet Union in the 1980s. And it's a movie called Citizen X. Mm. Have you ever seen Citizen X? Mm -hmm. Starring Stephen Ray and Donald Sutherland. Donald Sutherland's a good actor. but Love it. He's also a bit creepy in and of himself. He always plays creepy, creepy characters. He's a, from what I understand, he's a weirdo in real life. One of my favorite Donald Sutherland movies characters, I should say, of all time. Mm. Uh, he played an oddball, a ca- character named Oddball in Kelly's Heroes. That's correct. Ah, oh, great movie. Check it out. Anyway, so, so Donald Sutherland plays a Russian guy. He has trouble with the Russian accent, strangely enough. <laughs> but Citizen X is the true story of the investigation of the serial killer known as Andre Chikatilo. Yes. And I'm not giving anything away because you kind of know who the killer is right at the beginning. Right. The movie's less about who the killer is and more about the investigation and, and how they were able to catch him. Uh, he was actually a, a infamous Russian weirdo and child killer. He was, uh, for a while, was considered the worst serial killer in history in terms of body count. Uh, they 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 estimate that he killed upwards of 52 women and kids mm-hmm. in the 70s and 80s in Russia. But some people think it could be double that. He was a very prolific killer. And what made him even more creepy was that he killed kids, which is disgusting enough. Right. But he also ate parts of them. Mm. He confessed ultimately to killing 52. But the authorities think he may have killed more. He, uh, what this guy used to do was he would hang around train stations and target people who looked lonely or down on their luck. And he'd lure them into the woods and then he would sexually assault them and strangle them. Uh, what makes the movie good to me was that it focuses on the investigation and the police tactics and how they had to deal with the uh, the constrictions of Soviet Russia. People didn't have a lot of rights. Poverty was widespread, and there was mm. there was a lot of there was a lot of people with no nowhere to go. So you just kind of wandered around. So it was hard to track right. people that were missing. So people would just go missing all the time. Also, the private life of the guy is shown, Chikatilo, and you learn that he. Which was really weird, but you, he could not get sexually excited without violence. That's which correct. Is very strange. Well, he was ma- he was a married man. That's correct. He it was married, had kids. Correct, yep. and he couldn't get it up unless he nope. was. Uh, he had to be hurting somebody. Right. Also, uh, in the movie, which I found to be extra creepy, was and this is actually in real life because I did read a little bit about the about the the real life trial. They had the guy in, at his trial and at his confession show how he strangled people on a doll. So he would like get on top of the doll and strangle it, and I'm like. This is creepy. Why did they have to have him do this? Weren't there points of the investigation where actually they brought him in and they yeah. actually had him in custody and then they let him they, go? Yeah, they did because they didn't have any evidence and he just happened to be swept up in, in, right, in right. whatever kind of sweeps they were, they were pretty, doing. bringing everybody They in. did. They would hang around the train stations and anybody who looked weird, they were, because this guy was, he was making the Soviet Empire look bad. He was called the Red Ripper, I think. The Rostov Ripper ah. because it was around the Rostov gotcha. uh, uh, River. Rock yes. Ripper. River Ripper. River Ripper. River Ripper. Say that 14 <laughs> times. River Ripper. Anyway, so Citizen X, a pretty good movie. Check it out. 
Uh, Stephen Ray's in it. He always looks yes. like he looks like a dog that's beaten down all the time. Yeah, always depressed. And if you want to know more about the killings themselves, there's plenty of books out there. Yes, it's 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 depravity at its best. Yeah, very or creepy, worst, very if creepy. You will. And uh, ultimately, they did catch him and they uh, they executed him, which is good. Mm. Anyway, weird dude, weird weird guy. All right, what am I doing? You're next, sir. I'm next. What am I getting into? All right, <clears throat> this is number two on my list. Oh, number two. I got a new. You're n- big on number two. I got to do the number two. Especially after the Chili Mac. Chili Mac makes you go number two. Oh, baby, you go out there, eat that Chili Mac, mix that chili with the macaroni, you got the guest down in number two. Well, that was a little over the top. All right, so, <laughs> Zodiac. Oh! So yours is a real serial killer. This is a real serial killer movie. The Zodiac. Zodiac. Jake Gyllenhaal. Zodiac. Uh, coming in 2007, Zodiac. Good movie. Starring Jake Gyllenhaal. And uh, isn't James Spader in... Th- oh, no, Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. I get James Spader and Robert Downey Jr. Kind of plays a little bit of a bit part in that. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so 2007, movie came out. David Fincher directed that. He's weird, isn't he? Did he do Twin Peaks? Uh, no, you're thinking of uh, David else. Lynch. David Lynch, you're right. My yep. fault. Eighty-five million was the budget, and they only made eighty-four point seven. So they lost well, some money, which bit. is unfortunate. Good movie because it's actually a, a really good film, mm-hmm. uh, and it delves into the Zodiac Killer, who was a, uh, a serial killer in the Bay Area of California mm-hmm. back in I think sixties, right? Sixties and seventies, I believe. Uh, it's like seven, uh, yeah, seventies. Yeah. So anyway, um, so he went around. He basically had like a bag over his head yeah. and he'd go around he'd find these young lovers mm. like in different areas different parks and mm-hmm. things of that sort mm-hmm. and uh, and he would kill them he would tie them up sometimes mm-hmm. he would kill them Ooh. he would shoot them mm-hmm. um, so he was actually only attributed so five confirmed people were killed uh, attributed to him yeah. however he claimed Didn't to have he claim killed 37 more, uh, yeah. right but the most interesting and uh, you know basically mind numbing mind boggling portion of this story is the fact that he had a, uh, a cipher. Mm. So it was like this uh, thing that he sent to the police, because he was a police communicator, Yes, like a lot of serial killers yes. are. Yes. Send letters to the authorities and things of that sort. Mm-hmm. And he came up with his own code. And he's like, if you can decipher this code, you're going to be able to figure out who I am and what I'm doing and how I'm doing it, where I'm going, what's going on. So he would, send, he would send this to the police and Correct. See, see if they could find it. See if they could figure out the code, basically. So the movie is about the investigation? It's about the investigation. It's about trying to figure out the code, mm. if you will. Jake Gyllenhaal plays a uh, like uh, a reporter, right? A reporter. He's not a police officer. No, he's not. Okay. No, he's not a reporter. But over the course of history and over the course of time, they've had people that supposedly have figured out this cipher. Well, yes. Very recently, right? Like a couple of weeks ago, it was in the news. Oh, I didn't they, see that. Yeah, they finally this they they this, somebody deciphered the last one, and the last one. Was supposed to give you the name, yeah, and it did not. Oh, it didn't. No, it oh. was just like some more. He's still toying with people. Well, he's probably dead because this, this was. So they've had 40 suspects over the time over over course of time. I'm not right. going to get into all of that. I mean, that's a show on it on its own. Yeah, um, but it does a good job, kind of like you know, going over the the whole entire aspect of the of the case as it as it stands and the and it's funny because there's a lot of similarities. Not funny. A lot of similarities between the Zodiac and Son of Sam, right? And yeah. that, that that he would target people in lovers' lanes and mm. shoot them, which is isn't that odd for serial killers to shoot people because it's more it's more of a uh, impersonal type of killing. Yeah, I mean, if you want to delve into this, you know, psycho analyzations mm-hmm, mm-hmm. of of the killer, if you will, he didn't want to get too personal with right. people, right? Right. A lot of a lot of serial killers like Jack the Ripper, like we just talked about, right. would cut yes. and rip yeah. and open up the people Ew. and take their organs and. Ew. 
violently assault them. Speaking of organs, let me ask you this question. I like organs. I have a relative, and I won't say her name, who refuses to be an organ donor. Now, let me ask you this. And, and the reason... The I reason, think I might know who it is, The reason that the person decided that they didn't want to be an organ donor was... Uh, they actually said this. They might need those organs in the next life. In the afterlife. What do, yes. What do you think happens? Well, if they're devoutly religious... Are you going to be risen into the sky? Well, let's let's look at it. Let's, let's, be, let's play... Uh, Devil's advocate. Let's play God's Ooh. advocate, if you will. <laughs> I said if you will again. Yeah, if you will. You keep I say that a lot. You do. I think that they may think that they may need the organs... Yeah. If they if they get risen to heaven, uh-huh. they don't understand the concept of a spiritual body right. as it relates to physical body. What do you get the heaves for? I'm heaving again. Stop it. <laughs> so I think that they believe that they need the organs. It's like ancient Egypt. In the next life. Yes. They used to take them out and they would put them in jars. They Maybe would. if I pitch that to her and say, why don't we take all your organs, oh. we'll put them in jars True. by your bed, Yes. we'll bury you with them. I don't know if she'll be into that. Though. And this person also wants to, be, wants to have their beloved animal... Euthanized and buried along with her when she goes, <laughs> which again, but, but, you know, the emperor back in the day. Hey, dog, you've have, had a nice life. Had, you're <laughs> healthy. You're happy. But I'm gonna kill I'm you. I'm gonna kill you so you can be buried with me. Oh my god, <laughs> that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. That's 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 sad. Anyway, and disturbing. Okay, I hear what? my notes being shuffled. I you have notes because of a uh, uh, a, a confusion in the ranking process. I only have one movie left. <laughs> So this is going to be my... So what happened? What happened? You sent me a list of your movies, and it didn't include this one, and we, so we had a double we had a double booking. Well, you know what? We're going to see if that's true or not, and if Mike just screwed up. No, I, I, I didn't up. screw up. But anyway, so this is my number one movie, and it's probably a movie that you have, haven't have seen. You, you may have seen it, but I think... I don't Who's think you and you? I don't you meaning I'll, the audience? You meaning the audience. Okay. Yeah, not you, like the royal you. Oh, gotcha. So, the movie, my number one serial killer movie of all time... Comes from 2001. Oh. Starring Matthew McConaughey Ooh. and Bill Paxton. Another couple of weirdos. Frailty. Have you seen Frailty? I have not. Oh my God. I've never even heard of this. This is a dream come true. This sounds for amazing. For the serial killer uh, aficionado who has not watched. It's a very oh. good film. I'm going to explain a little bit about it, but I'm not going to ruin it. Oh. Because it's a very good movie. Uh. Ooh, that was a good one. So essentially, this is a fictional account of a serial fictional. killer. Fictional. But. It adds the elements of the occult and fervent religiosity, mm. which also makes cool uh, subject matter. So basically what happens is Matthew McConaughey is, is recounting his childhood as his father is a farmer, no mom around. The father starts acting funny and saying that there's demons uh, walking around under the guise of normal people. Oh. So only the dad can supposedly see the demons. Who's the dad? Bill Paxton. Oh. Yeah. Good actor. He died recently, unfortunately. He did. He was in Aliens. Very good actor. Very good actor. A lot of movies, actually. Looked like a good guy, too. He just looked like a cool guy. He was a terrible actor, though. But what? anyway, go ahead. How was he a terrible actor? <laughs> he, he was, was an overactor. Wasn't he in Apollo 13? Yes, and I loved him in all his movies, but he sucked. Oh. Go ahead. So anyway, I'm not going to give too much of the movie away because it is very good. However, uh, it, it builds to a crescendo Ooh. towards the end. Really cool twist. One of the coolest twists of any serial killer movie I've ever seen. Really? Yes. Very atmospheric. The acting is really good. Uh, lots of building tension. 
the way they they show the demons is really cool. Mm. Uh, the again the occult and the religiosity aspects very cool. A fine film that many people haven't seen. You could probably watch it. It's probably it's probably streaming for free. Watch Frailty. Oh, I'm sure you can find it somewhere. Frailty. Yes. Frailty. Correct. And it's got Matthew McConaughey who talks like this. I do the Volvo commercials now. I do. He didn't do Volvo. He does. Oh, he does he Lincoln. Do? Oh, it's Lincoln. Lincoln, Lincoln. Continental commercials now. You know? Did you hear that there was a recall? I, I love college no. girls because I get older and they all stay the same age. That's high school. Oh, high school. But oh, uh, I did you hear there was a recall on all the Lincolns? What happened? Well, it, it, because. They, Are they being canceled? They Is it cancel culture? No, they couldn't oh. turn left. They're all right, all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was that was so bad. Dumb. <laughs> <laughs> so that was my number one movie. Oh my god! You ever heard of diametaceous earth? Uh, isn't that like clay? It's like a clay. No, it's a uh, it's the left tackle for the, uh, uh, the <laughs> East Carolina football team. No, I'm kidding. Diametaceous <laughs> Earth Jones. Oh I'm playing <laughs> left tackle for the East Carolina. Left tackle is a very, uh, very highly paid position. No, di- Diametaceous Earth is a. Um, there's these minute, mm. um, uh, prehistoric, fossilized crustaceans, essentially, mm-hmm. right? Little bits of things, and they're they're very uh, shell like. Okay. And what so they, are they do former is shells. Yeah. So what they do is they're they 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 have them in abundance. Everywhere. They mine them and they they grind them down into like a powder, like a fine a fine powder. Is this like beneficial nematodes? Yeah, and they do different things with them. You can do all kinds of things with them. What do you do with them? You could filter things. Do you rub them on your skin? Yeah, for you some can, silky you can, smooth skin. You could ex- exfoliate with them. Oh. You can filter water. You can filter things. Filter. They are food grade ones that you could eat. Food grade. You eat them and they you clean out chest. your chest. You should probably use them with I your lower intestine problems. I, I could probably use that. Yes. Diametaceous earth. They, they kill other insects. As what? Insect, this sounds like a miracle product. If you if you have like a flea infestation, mm-hmm. you sp- spread around your house. Oh. What happens is these uh, you ever have little, fleas? little ground up diatoms, they attach to the exoskeleton of the... Of the uh, we had fleas once when Jay slept insect. over. Yeah. And... Uh, and uh, yeah, they, and they they uh, basically what they do is they dry out the creature. Oh, they don't allow moisture to get in, and they dry up and die. Wow! So it's very very interesting. Well, isn't there uh, in toothpaste? Isn't there uh, fossils in toothpaste? I don't know. Yes, there's like di- there's something like that. It's in toothpaste. I thought that was whale blubber. No, that's no. no. What do they do with whale blubber? I don't know. Don't they do something? They used with to that? make oil lamps out of oil, whale oil. Oh, they did. Are we allowed to do whale lamps? No, anymore? you can't do that. Only the Japanese people still kill whales. I think. Oh, really? Yeah, those Japanese people. That's not good. They do a lot of killings. Oh, you know who else can do it? The, the native oh, Inuits. Well, yes, because that's and, one and, of their it's food not sources. Relega- uh, it's not not relegated. Not relegated. Not, not, this is not regulated. The word I'm for. Regulated. <laughs> anyway, uh, sorry. I'm so on. you're on uh, the last. The last movie. one. The last one. The creme de resistance. If you've stayed with us this entire time, kudos to you. I'm sorry. Not the creme de resistance. The creme de resistance. The that's what you resistance. get at the end of the dessert at the French restaurant. That's what happens in the a... The creme uh, de resistance. That's what happens in a, a, a French a sexual uh, home. That, that would be a cool name for a uh, a French bakery based on the French Revolution. The creme de resistance. <laughs> no, you go to... Viva la resistance. You go to, you go to Gay Paris yeah. and you're walking down the streets oh, of Gay oh, Paris oh. and you go down the little alleyway where oh. the most people aren't allowed. You silly but American. But some local native who you've given 15 francs to tells you to come down this local alleyway and you go down to Mordion Desiderion and you get there Chateaubriand <laughs> you go in there and for a few more francs you get the cream de resistance <laughs> okay let's get back no, on track I've caught my breath 
right. That was a good one. All right, last movie. Oh, and I have to tell you, Mike, mm-hmm. to preface this by saying, so you and I share a lot of... Um, stupid ideas. Mo- stupid ideas, movie likes. Yes. We like a lot of the same films. I would say that's correct. Um, this, for me, is probably one of... It, it, this is probably the top movie, my, my top movie. Of all time? Of all time. Okay. Of all time. Okay. And you're going to think I'm probably twisted because of this. but Probably. Mainly because some of the points we brought up earlier, right? So it's not a normal film. Mm-hmm. It doesn't follow the very, um, what's the word? Formulaic yes. um, routine of a film, if you will. Mm-hmm. Oh, I said if you it will. Again. Sorry. Keep saying that. I'm going to hit you every time you say it. Uh, we saw this in the movie theater when it came out. Oh. I was... Um, um, Did we do the popcorn trick? Gobsmacked. Oh. I don't know what that means. Gobsmacked. But it sounds I think cool. that was a, a Willy Wonka candy. Gobsmacked took me in game. I got a gobsmacker. Exactly. And it's a movie, and I won't keep you on the, the edge of your seat This is far. really dispense, suspenseful. Seven. Goes by the Seven. name of Seven. That is a good movie. With Brad Pitt and Morgan Freeman. Who Brad Morgan Pitt. Freeman I love. Morgan Freeman's great in everything. And Brad Pitt has made a lot of good movies. Have you have you seen Morgan Freeman, though, in real life? He's kind of a weirdo. He's a weird dude. He says weird things. Remember he was like coming on to some reporter? I anyway. heard about that. Yeah. There were allegations. No, no. It was on video. Was it real? <laughs> yes. Was it real? It was like when... It, yeah, he was like coming on to her like really creepily. Anyway, just a quick side to that. One of my other favorite, this is probably number two on my list of favorite movies. Mm-hmm. With a, it's a Morgan Freeman film, and that's uh, Glory. Oh, Glory is a great movie. Great movie, Absolutely. great movie. Yeah. But anyway, that's a Civil War movie. But that this is, is Seven. And this seven. is about a serial killer, yep. uh, played by uh, Kevin Spacey. Yes, who we've all realized re- recently is actually a psychopath. But you don't know that till the end, though, right? That it's Kevin Spacey. No, you don't. You don't. So you just gave it away. Oh, I did. <laughs> But it came out in 1995. I was going to say, if you though. haven't seen it, well, it doesn't matter. It's not organic to the movie. It, I guess it's not. It doesn't matter. If you and know this is a David Fincher film as well, by Very the way. Very good movie. This yeah. came out in 95. But yeah. anyway, uh, this was a huge hit. Uh, grossed like $327 million. And it, and it was gross. Um, but it basically follows the exploits of these two detectives, which yep. is Brad Pitt and Morgan Freeman. And they go around, and there's a, a bunch of strange killings that have been happening. And they're following in order of the seven deadly sins, basically, uh, right? So each killing that happens, it's it's specifically set up to accentuate and to highlight one of the seven deadly sins. So, it's, so each death has something to do with one. Right, exactly. Each death builds on the next and builds on the next, mm. okay? And Arlie Ermey actually is in this film. He plays the police uh, That's correct. commander yes. that is in charge of the detective division. Arlie Ermey. Good, God bless him. He turned one role into a career... Yes, um, basically doing the same thing. In every, in every one, one of the greatest uh, one-liners in the movie is they're in the de- detective's office, <laughs> yeah. and the phone is ringing and ringing, and Arlie Ermey's sitting on the desk, and he decides he's going to pick the phone up. Yep. It's not his office. Right. So he picks up the phone, and he goes, this isn't even my desk, and, and he up. hangs it up. <laughs> I remember that. But anyway, so, <laughs> so the detectives go on. They try to figure out this uh, all the, the patterns of events and mm-hmm. the killings mm-hmm. and this sort but in reality, the killer is in control the whole time. Oh. And I, I really don't want to give away he's, too much. He's steering events. Exactly. He's mm. steering the events. But you leave after the climax. It's not even a climax. Oh. You wouldn't even call it that, show. would you? Right? Because uh, it's not a climax. It, it's the it's opposite the, of a climax. It's the crescendo of the movie. It's right. The, 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 yeah. I would say climax. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But you leave the theater going, what the, what the hell just hell happened? Just happened? Yeah. And you feel horrible. That's true. But at the same time, you feel great because you understand that it's not the typical Hollywood production. Correct. And actually, you said David Fincher, right? Yes. He's actually in the movie also. He has a cameo. 
He plays, I think he plays like a reporter, one, right? No, he plays one of the victims. What, what, not a victim, but he, oh. he he plays one of the people that's involved in one of the Yes, killings. and he's the guy that's cowering yes, because yes, he... That's yes, that's correct, yeah. It's a good and movie. And there Definitely was a thrusting event? That was. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. That, that, the movie is not for the faint of heart. It's not. It is gross, uh, it, it, but very creepy if you if you have a pretty strong stomach. It's not like they show... When I say gross, it's not like they show a lot of blood and stuff like that. It's mm. just it's just gross. It's like you feel like you need a shower. Correct. Which I always do. I always Correct. need a shower. But anyway... But the overall arcing, uh, overarching, you know, overarching, arching, overarching, arching, arching theme of the show is the serial killer theme, right? Yeah. And not only that, but the 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 there could be a paranormal aspect to that as well. So, yeah. you know, that, those are kind of the things that we like to do here on the Eon Project. Do you have yeah. any final thoughts on this, Mike? Well, you know, I just want to encourage everyone if you, if you're new to the show, if you like what you're hearing, uh, drop us a line and check out our old shows. We just recently posted about uh, 48 of them. That's right. So go back. Uh, and check out some of our old programs, and we've been posting some of our older interviews with some some uh, some celebrity folk. Uh, you know, so check out the Eon Project. Tell your friends, tell your enemies. Uh, drop us a line at the guys at hermitlight.com. That's the guys at hermitlight.com. Yeah, exactly. I think it bears a little before we go for this evening. I think it bears some explanation as to what happened. Uh, Mike and I were doing the program for a couple of years, and we got offline yep. for various personal reasons. We got in a fight, and then each other in the face. Uh, all the past shows were lost to. The ether lost to history, so we had to repost everything. So we're starting. So it from looks scratch. like it looks like we dropped fifty episodes on one day. Exactly, but we actually that's a couple of years worth of shows. Right. So if you're interested, go back and start from the beginning and move your way up. It gets better as it goes. <laughs> we hope to think. <laughs> and oh, oh, I wanted to say one more. Welcome on to our uh, oh. our, our listeners in the Netherlands. Yeah, because we did have a couple of folks out there. So hello. That's correct. And I don't know how to say hello in. Um, uh, uh, in uh, uh, what was that other weirdo country that we had some <laughs> listens in? I, I'm not going to name it because you said weirdo. I did. I don't want to offend. Anybody. Oh, we had some Australian Australian folks. How do you say oh, hello in Australian? Hello, mate. Oh, That's, okay. Mate, right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So once again, Mike. Yes. That's it. That's all we got for today. We did it. Yeah. We made it through another day. So thank you for listening. Exactly. So just remember, until next time, the truth exists. I believe it. Damn.